and welcome to Roll Plus Heart. And to the second part of our game of Something Is Wrong With This House, a game by Anna Landon and Jonah Bauman. I'm Bex Watson, I'm GMing the game, and with me, as always, I have... Jen Blundell as Rupert the Hellhound. Sarah Keep as The Remnant. And Helen Gaffney as Little Susie. And just in case anyone has forgotten, Little Susie is a baby wee-wee. It's important to me that we bear that in mind at all times. A haunted baby wee-wee. As if they weren't haunted enough. I know, right? Yeah. So, in our previous episode, our spooks and spectres had suffered the indignity of a family moving into the flat that has been long abandoned, and which up until now has been their domain. In between the calls of a haunted doll, the growls of a hellhound, and the sudden appearances and disappearances of a faceless spectre, the family are starting to grow unsettled. But the darkest hours of the night are still to come, and the battle for the home still lies ahead. So, it is now approaching midnight. Would you like to have another little powwow about your plans? Yes, I think it's key. So, how did this one go, Rupert? Yes, did you manage to scare uh, the child? Yes, so, so, I scared her There's so much. There's that face again. The fa- Rupert, you would be terrible at poker. Mm, I scared her so much that I think she might be dead. When you say dead, was mm. she sleeping? No, definitely <laughs> dead. So, I was so scary. But did you, did you devour her, or? I, I'm not hungry right in this moment. Okay. I thought maybe later. Once we've eaten, done all the family, then I can eat. I'll eat them all. I'll eat all of them all at once. I'm going to be honest with you. That seems unlikely. I feel like if you had actually scared her to death, you probably would have just eaten her. I know you don't have impulse control. Look, I, di- I did my best growls, and if someone isn't scared by that, then I don't understand. Okay. Master always said my growls were very scary. And look, I I also think your growls are very scary. But thank thank you, thank you. I I think that. Listen, I was going to stand up for you because I found that although I did do a better job of haunting the tween, he was hard to haunt. He's a tough nut to crack. Yes, but now that you failed two haunts, I think that we need to do Not the water bottle, please. (laughs) (laughs) What? You know, when you spray a dog on the nose with water to say it's been a naughty boy. Yes, for you, we'd have to use holy water, I assume. That seems very cruel. Yes, you would never do that. No, I would just use my words. Master never did it to me either. I miss Master. Um... Anyway... Well, I scared the shit out of the mother. How did you do the baby? (laughs) I'm not the baby, I'm called Little Susie. Good work, baby. For God's sake. Yes, I scared the shit out of the mother. She was very frightened. Millennials hate... Dolls. I've learned this. <laughs> they're, they're very scared. I think it's, you know, there's a film out and stuff, so... Chucky. No, that was a long time. That was the 80s, I think, wasn't it? Remember when we had that guy briefly in the 80s and he watched Chucky? Yes. That was a good was film. A good that film. was a good film. I related to that. That we all enjoyed that I related that to one. the... Yes. And he watched The Bride of Chucky? I related to The Bride of Chucky. He also watched The Bride of yes. Chucky. I related yes. strongly I'm, to that character. I'm glad... I'm glad we held off long enough at scaring this person to yes. watch them watch the entire filmography of Chucky. The whole Chucky franchise. To be fair, it was very entertaining. And also, he was already in a scared sort of mode by the time we got to him, so it was good. Brad yes. Dorif is definitely an underappreciated voice actor. <laughs> I'd say so, yes. I think, yes, I, th- I think he should be used more often, really, if anything. <laughs> I really enjoyed the cinematography. I thought they did an excellent job. 
an iconic franchise. Mancini is a good director, yes. Yes, yes, that's what I was going to say. <laughs> Three people who definitely know everything about Chucky talking about Chucky. <laughs> is is that your I'm favorite? talking about Jen, Sarah, don't look offended. <laughs> I really I really feel horror peaked with Chucky in the slashers of the eighties. I'm quite fond of Blumhouse, I'm not going to lie to you. There's some good some good um you know uh what's they called? Sudden shocks, what are they called? Fuck. Jump scares. Jump scares. There's some really good jump Sudden scares shocks. in Blumhouse. Knock off jump Sudden scares. Shock. <laughs> In the hallway, a clock that is definitely there begins to strike 12. It is midnight. What are your plans? Right. Which is my way of saying stop talking about Chucky and get on with it. Well, I really feel that that Scream really was a letdown, actually. (laughs) Just did not work for me. If you say so, Paul Salt. Come on now, Paul Salt would love the Scream franchise. I believe, I believe he likes quite. He quite likes number one and number two. But then after that, absolutely. And after not. that, downhill. Yes, that's what I'll I got have the impression to ask of. him about his opinions on the fifth one of podcast. I will admit that the first two were better than the subsequent ones. <laughs> oh look, it's midnight. <laughs> I can't see backs because they're they're on tiny, and they're, I only on see them when they talk. But I can assume they're giving us a really scowly look. Mm. Of a sort, <laughs> yeah. No, I'm just, I'm just kind of sitting here, and I'm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This is what we're doing, kind of way. Uh, anyway, um, <laughs> should we swap our targets one more time before we all pile onto the the father? Yes, maybe I should try with the tween. Okay. I'm not sure I'm going to be effective on him, but you know. We can only find out. True. Okay. Who would like to go first? It's Sarah to go, go first. Go on, Remnant. Yeah. Again, I'm going to go for some classic horror shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to go into the bedroom and pull the covers down gently while they're sleeping and then just sort of start stroking her hair. Okay, well, interestingly, you pull the covers down and there's no one in the bed. Shit. <laughs> mm. She's going to sleep with yeah, my mum and dad. That. Um, You'd like to see well, you soon, luckily, haunty now. Luckily, well, luckily for me, fuckers, uh, I can actually use my phantasmal motion to find any hiding family member. Oh, you ah. could, except once per game, the daughter can hide to escape from creatures. To find you again, a creature must roll 3d6 and get higher, five or higher, at least two of the dice. This ability beats even the spectre's phantasmal motion. Well, fuck me then. What do I have to beat? Uh, you have to get at least two fives on your 3d6. Oh. <laughs> What'd you get? Listen, I've been rolling really well this game. Right, so I got a one on the gen dice I can get mm-hmm. fucked. But then I got two fives. Ooh. Yay! Look, okay. I tried to sabotage you. Nice, but... nice try, the daughter. But I'm going to stroke your hair whether you like it or not. <laughs> so you pull down the covers with your spectral fingers ready to drag down this uh, hair and find the bed entirely empty. You drift from room to room through walls trying to find the daughter and just as you think that she has disappeared entirely maybe you've already succeeded maybe she did get really scared and she just ran away you hear something a noise sounds like it comes almost from within the wall and you see the doors to the old dumb waiter slightly ajar where the daughter has found a small space 
to shut herself up in where she feels safe. Okay, then I would like to just slowly get my fingers into the cracks of the door and just grip them round the Mm -hmm. inside so she can see there's hands and then just slowly open the door to reveal my featureless face staring at her. Okay, very nice. Could you please roll me your 3d6 to see how you do? Now, listen, the rolls have been too good. They have to tank <laughs> Nope. The Bex dice got a six. Nice. nice. Okay, so roll me... The gen uh, dice got a one again, though, so gen dice yeah, can you're out. off. Uh, but I'm, I'm I'm the best friend ever. I just care for this child. <laughs> okay, so roll me one more d6 to see how much fear you cause. And a four. A four, very nice. She just does one of those piercing child screams that just goes on. <laughs> You're like, how much breath do you have in your lungs? I'm not going to imitate it. <laughs> um, <laughs> She screams high and piercing, just kind of curled up in this dumb waiter, pressing herself up against the back wall as much as she can. And I assume you disappear just as um, the father actually jogs down the corridor. He sees her in the dumb waiter and snatches her out of it. And there's a mixture there of that kind of parental fear that's turning to anger because it's easier to focus on um, after hearing your child be genuinely terrified by something. And he puts her down on the floor and, and bends down so that he's face to face with her. He's like, What do you think you're doing? Playing in that dumb waiter? It's dangerous. You could get trapped in there, it could drop down. And why are you screaming? Your mother is sleeping. Like, what are you doing? So he starts telling her off. She's got like tears running down her face and like snot bubbling out of her nose in that messy <laughs> little child way. And so eventually he um, he listens to her say that something opened the dumbwaiter from inside. It had no face. And he sighs and he says, listen, I know that moving to a new place can be scary. This is an old house. It makes all sorts of scary noises and the shadows are different, so you're going to see things in them. But it's just a house, and soon enough, you'll feel like it's a home too. Um, And he's going to use his unshakable belief in rational explanations to roll 1d6 and add the resulting number to the resistance track of another family member. (gasps) Boo! Boo! Boo. Fuck him. He's going down next turn. (laughs) Uh, That is the father's turn. So the father and the daughter have taken their turns for for this go. Uh, So who's next? Okay, so can I creep over to the boy's room and just... Mm -hmm. He is still awake. Okay, so he's he's still awake. That's what I was about to ask. It. See, yes. see if he's, he's in no bed longer yet. he's no longer playing video games. He's kind of lying on his bed, flipping through a comic book. Oh, good. Okay, that's actually helpful for me. Um, what I was planning to do is I'm gonna. I found some blue tack that they have in one of their boxes. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm gonna stick it to my little hands and my little feet, and I'm gonna. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to crawl across Mission the... impossible, um, this. Well, I'm going to crawl across the ceiling. And then once I'm aware that he's looking at me, I'm going to turn my head all the way around and say something. Beautiful. Superb. Okay. This is your first time scaring this family member, so please roll me your 4d6. 
I got a six, a five, a six, and a three. Holy crap. Wow. So you got two sixes. Two sixes and a five. So you, not only do you succeed, but the result of your fear die is doubled. Nice. Because you got powerful, double sixes. Powerful. So mm. he's afraid of dolls. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, see, the, the, the thing is, everything else that has been thrown at him are things that he's seen in video games. Right. Yeah, cool stuff, right? He's never played Silent it's Hill. Cool stuff. <laughs> <laughs> he's never played Silent Hill. Or they, they are at least familiar things. This is somebody else's possession. This is something that wouldn't naturally be in his room. This is something that he cannot explain away through any, like, I've been playing too much of Hellhound or anything like this. So he lies there kind of reading... Um, his comic as you make your way up the wall behind him and then along the ceiling it's very strong blue tack <laughs> and then um, you hear like a rustle as he glances around the room and sees nothing turns the page reads another page but again can hear something he looks around and then eventually looks up just as your head turns 180 degrees to look directly into his eyes. So go ahead and roll me uh, your fear die and whatever the result is, it will be doubled. Okay, so I turn my head round and I say, play with me. Um, I got a four, which is an eight. Eight. (laughs) Come in clutch. Nice. (laughs) Oh my goodness. Okay, the sun, uh, so once per game, he can halve the amount of fear caused by a successful roll against him because he's seen worse in his video games. <laughs> so he he like properly like scrambles right off the bed and is like doing that thing you do with a big spider where he's like not taking his eyes off you in case he turns around My head's and then when he turns to back face you're him gone. Going, you know? And he kind of like fumbles his way to the door. Um, and like opens it and then like slams it behind him as he leaves. That's so. good because I fall off the ceiling. He <laughs> 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 <It> just like <laughs> <laughs> takes four four spooks, but he is he's getting real scared now. Good. Mm. Well, the family have now used all of their special abilities. <gasps> okay. Amazing. We we pulled them out. Good. We pulled them out. Jen, uh, it's your turn. I guess I'm going for the mother, right? Mm-hmm. She's in bed. She is actually after the the scare of mm. the the doll. She's a bit too like worked up, and then she also hears the daughter's scream, mm. um, but then sees that her husband is dealing with it. Um, so she kind of pads her way across the cold tiled floor of the kitchen and is making herself a cup of herbal tea to try and soothe her nerves. Um, so she's alone in the kitchen. Okay. You could do the fridge door thing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, the classic. Yeah. I think first I'd like to do like a shadow against the wall. You know, okay. she's making and out yeah. of the corner of her eye. She sees the shadow of this beast just like swiftly across the wall, projected across the wall. It's brilliant. And then maybe be standing behind the fridge door as she goes to okay. put the milk The mother back is getting a lot of whatever. classic jump scares. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so you you position yourself. Um, so as she's standing in front of the kettle waiting for it to boil, the headlights of a car shine through a gap in the curtains. And for the briefest of moments as the light uh, pivots through the room, the shadow of a monstrous dog is thrown up against the wall, making you seem even more twisted um, Um, and giant and slightly wrong than before. She spins around. Of course, there's nothing there. Sighs heavily, opens the fridge. 
you put milk in herbal tea? I don't no, fucking drink I, tea. No, I'm, I'm suspecting she's, like she's getting no. like a little a snack or something like that. Maybe like she's also st- maybe she's prepared herself some uh, birch and muesli for the morning, and she's just putting that. <laughs> Overnight her, oats. Her, her overnight oats in the overnight fridge. Oats. Oh god, that's such a her thing to do. Um, or maybe she's uh, or chia she's, pudding. She's just tidying up something that has been left out from earlier. There's like half a bottle of white wine left. She's just popping that back in the fridge, and as she closes the door, and it's one of those big American fridge freezers, right? Mm-hmm. One of the like yeah. big kind of floor to ceiling ones. And as she closes it. Uh, there is a, a growling hellhound slathering jaws just kind of dripping yeah. onto the floor. Snarling. So go ahead and roll me your 3d6. Oh, four, four and a two. Okay, so you do uh, manage to cause fear, Rupert. but you do suffer a minor setback. <laughs> Rupert's not doing very well. <laughs> go ahead and roll me your fear die. Five. Oh, Five, nice. Okay. okay. So she's scared. And uh, you will take minus one to the result of your next uh, highest roll. So next time you roll okay. your 3d6, whatever the highest one is, it will count as one lower. As uh, she drops the bottle that she's holding and the glass shatters across the, the hard tiles, um, the liquid spilling out and kind of seeping along the grouting between each tile out into the kitchen. Do you, are you, do you disappear? Do you stay there kind of making I, I eye imagine, contact? What's... I imagine she drops the glass, looks down or uh, where she's, you know, at the, the spill. Mm-hmm. And when she looks back up, I'm gone. Okay. Are there any footprints left in the spilled? Oh, there's one. Just one. Just one. Very large. So very one strange. large footprint left in wine mm. that she stares at as the pool of wine slowly covers it so that she could, she wouldn't be able to point it yes. out to someone else, even if she wanted to. Mm-hmm. Very nice. And she is going to use her turn to... She is going to move to another area of the house. So she's going to... She can't leave because I can block her in the room. Oh, so you're using that Mm -hmm. to to block her? Okay, so she cannot... She cannot leave as she she kind of backs away from the mess of broken glass and wine and turns towards the door only to find it blocked by the giant body of the hellhound. Mm -hmm. Very nice. Midnight creeps past... All of the family members now awake. All of them, except still the father, beginning to feel real fear about this place that they've moved into. And we approach the devil's hour. The long grey hours between midnight and morning, where true evil can lurk in any shadow. If you would like to have another conversation, you are welcome to. Although I will say the hellhound is standing in the kitchen doorway blocking the mother from leaving. So, you know, you're kind of uh, okay, stuck out, <laughs> out, out of character then, what what should we do? What do you think we should do? Well, we did say we were going to start attacking the husband. And I yeah. think it's time yes. for us all to all to get on him. Maybe you two to ca- could take the husband and I can yeah. keep... Um, keep the wife separate uh, so that she can't yeah. console him. Yeah. There's, nothing, there's nothing in the rules that say you can't both haunt the same person at the same phase. Okay, dope. Mm. No. What, what can we do together that'll be more frightening than the part, if you know what I mean? Like, that that's a good sort of thought. So I would say if you're doing something together, that would be the aid that's action. aid, mm. yeah. 
you can both separately haunt um do separate haunts okay, if you yeah. both want to roll and oh yeah a one two haunt would be good actually you're right um maybe you could do something yeah. and then i could be somewhere when he when he runs back all the other way around oh i could get into bed as if i'm his wife Ooh, oh yes oh that's such that's a good creaky. one that scares the shit out of me consistently <laughs> i'm always just like what, is wait, that what, wait, craig? you're in bed and Cre- you're like hey craig and then you turn the- he turns over and it's a specter and it's a faceless person yeah <laughs> don't you hate it when that happens the remnant again and it, it turns over and it's sarah the biggest nightmare of all <laughs> <laughs> such an anti-social nightmare i don't know though now that i'm thinking about it like a a, a genderless a genderless person is like eh, man, I don't know that might be a nice thing I mean, anyway okay. <laughs> yeah um enough about my my midnight dreamings <laughs> <laughs> nightmares slash dreams we got a bit uh, away from nightmarish there and towards Helen's wants yeah. and desires after a certain point you go out through spooky and back into sexy <laughs> I mean that that, that is how that like, works. Ghost sex is a thing, so you know that's yeah, yeah. Like Lucy Lou again, remember? Yes, yeah. like it just Lucy keeps coming Lou. up. And big cold dicks. Do you not remember we talked about this? Wasn't it Lucy Lou? Lucy, yeah, Lucy yeah. Lou claims that a ghost and, had sex um, with her. And yeah. Kesha, yeah. and Kesha. We oh. had this conversation. I remember. We did. I've listened to it, so I know we had it in the podcast. TikTok. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. Okay, so yeah, uh-huh. so he'll wake up and be freaked out by that and then I'll do something. I don't know what yet, but I'll think of it. Sarah, would you like to go first or Jen, would you like to go first? Oh, I can go. Yeah, let me, sure. I'll go. Um, sure, sure, sure. So yeah, I'm Rupert is uh, blocking the doorway, the mother's backing away and he's he's just going to advance on her. And as he advances, with each step, he seems to grow bigger and bigger. Mm. He's snarling and this drool is like slobber it's just dripping from his mouth and each time it hits the floor there's like maybe a little phantasmal sizzle as it hits the tile and his eyes are flashing white but like this cold cold white and he stinks like a wet dog gross go ahead and roll me your 3d6 but remember that your highest number has a minus one true to it well then uh with the minus one that's a three okay so scary this boy you do oh, scary succeed boy. and cause okay. fear but you do suffer another minor setback yeah. <laughs> so go ahead and roll me your fear die two okay very nice um, and next uh, you can't accept aid on your next turn okay alright fine You adv- so you advance through this kitchen the mother stumbles backwards the way she came her bare feet first in the cold the shock of the cold wine and then uh, she half stumbles as one of them comes down on a shard of broken glass and blood begins to mix with the pail of the wine against the tiles she backs up against the counter and looks like she wants to call out for help, but she's almost too scared to get her voice out. You're very intimidating. Mm. Despite your minus one. Mm. Her strength of will to ignore any of this is rapidly, rapidly failing. Um, Sarah. Okay, so I assume the husband fell back to sleep yeah, quite he, quickly. Or maybe not asleep, but he's like... Yeah, he's, he's put, not very empathetically, put his daughter back to bed. And probably uh, his son is in the corridor looking a bit wide-eyed and he's told him to get like back to me. He's like, my God, it's one o'clock in the morning. Go to sleep. Why is everybody awake? You know, he's just like really annoyed and being hashtag toxic about it. 
Yeah, he's there being like, if I don't get my sleep, it's all your fault. He's just the worst. So he kind of... my new job in the morning. Exactly. (laughs) He's aiming for a promotion already, even though he hasn't started the new job yet. Of course he is. Because nothing is more important than work. And so he makes his way back to the bedroom and like slams the door behind him in a very pointed way. And seeing the shape of his wife beneath the covers, it's just like, I could have done with a little help. God, we must have got them too excited on the way up here. God knows Drusilla needs some... What's the word I'm looking for? CBD. Some CBD. <laughs> no. Uh, Drusilla needs some boundaries in her life. You spoil her rotten. And now look at her running around at one o'clock in the morning, climbing places she shouldn't, telling stories. God. And he is like getting in bed. And then he looks over and says, are you even listening? And reaches out to put his hand on the shoulder of what he presumes to be uh, his wife and uh, would you like to describe what he sees as you turn? His fingers as soon as they try to make contact are just immediately cold that is his first giveaway that this is not his wife and then or she's dead as he (laughs) (laughs) you're usually toastier than this my love (laughs) or you've not got the heat enough as he turns he is just confronted with the featureless face and the room illuminates in a pale blue light and the remnant says they're more than stories in a low creaky voice very nice roll me your 3d6 please got five very nice so you succeed in causing fear so roll me your fear die the gen dice is back in action (laughs) two too very nice and do you then disappear no i think i will linger this time hoping i want i want him to leave the room to go into so he scrambles backwards out of the bed and reaches for the light switch to flick it on and when you don't disappear when he turns the light on he turns and yeah he's going to use his turn to move to another area of the house so he is going to go looking for his wife so he's just kind of like searching um, so Helen, what would you like to do? As he's stepping out into the hallway, but you let me know where you want to encounter him. Yeah, so I want to be stood in a doorway. Let's. Is there a bathroom on the in the corridor? On this corridor. Sure, yeah. Okay, so let's say it's the bathroom. I've turned the light on. I don't know how. I've, I must have used the blue tack again and like flipped it. <laughs> you've, made, you've got one of those um, like little grabby hand. <laughs> little grabby hand. <laughs> it's taken me ages. Um, <laughs> Um, yeah, so the light's on in the bathroom and he can just see the silhouette of a baby doll standing in the in the thing. And I'm going to say, Papa, come play with me forever and ever and ever and ever. You know, just continue. Yeah. Lovely. Roll me your 3d6, please. 4d6. He's, I 4d6, you're correct. It is the first time you're scaring him. Uh, yeah, I got a six, a three, a three, and a one. Lovely. So roll me your fear die, please. A four. Not too bad, not too bad. Not too bad. Okay. So uh, as he kind of stumbles out of the room and, and turns searching for his wife, instead he sees this doll, which he's he's already seen once today when his daughter gave it to him uh, or pointed it out to him, saying that it was uh, it was speaking to him. He is probably hearing something as well in the kitchen, is going to stare at it for a long moment, kind of drop kick it into the bathroom and close the door in a just like, <laughs> not right now kind of way, and then turn towards the kitchen to try and go and uh, help his wife. 
wife. The sun is going to spend this turn trying to find somewhere to hide because there's a lot going on in this house and he's starting to feel a bit freaked out by it. As uh, screams and shouts and smashing bottles probably making the neighbors very happy <laughs> in these devil's hours draw to a close. Um, it is almost dawn. You have one more chance to scare this family, to see if you can get them to leave. Should we focus on the parents again this round? Leave the kids to the... I think so, because they're the people who are going to actually drag them out, aren't they? Yeah. Mm. Who do we want to... Who do we feel like is is reacting best to what? Like, I don't know. I might go for the father again. Yeah, okay. I think that was more frightening for him, to be fair. I might go back to the mum then, maybe. And Rupert will try not to get in the way. <laughs> <laughs> well, Ru- Rupert, you could turn your attention to the de- the father now that yeah, he's coming okay. to see his wife. Yeah, that's true. Should I um should I go first again with an attack that's on the father? That's probably a good idea. Yeah. Okay. This is your turn, Rupert. I have faith in you. I have faith in me too. <laughs> you give me a little thumbs up from down the hallway. <laughs> <laughs> got this. <laughs> the t- good, good dog. Good dog. <laughs> and then good the tail dog. is wagging. Yeah, the tail's <laughs> wagging. A little pang of wrecking. It's something inside Rupert is like, this feels familiar. <laughs> Master? Oh, poor little Rupert Roop. <laughs> um, I feel that the father will come crashing down the corridor towards the kitchen. Yeah. Stop and then see, maybe at the doorway, and then we'll see the hound advancing and the, uh, Rupert's then going to turn around, not fast. He's actually going to turn quite slowly and look at him. And then I'd like it. I'd like to sort of fully leap at him and pin him to the ground with the mm. weight of a hellhound, like crushing his chest. Very nice. Roll me your three d six, please. Okay. It's a three again. That's my best <laughs> one. Okay, so you uh, you succeed in causing fear, but you suffer a minor setback. Yay. This is the last round, so it doesn't particularly matter, I suppose. But roll me your fear die. That's a one. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh Rupert. Um, Rupert. So you, so hard. Oh, Rupert. You, you turn slowly, like something's stalking its prey. Lean back on your haunches, and you leap through the air. The father kind of staring disbelievingly at you has enough um, instinct running through him to lift his arms and try and push you aside so you don't quite manage to pin him although you do knock him back um, Mm. just with the sheer weight uh, of the muscle on your huge hellhound frame um, and he scrambles backwards yeah and I I think he's probably not able to get past you you are between him and his wife yes I would like to keep them apart but uh, he um in turn, like, it, say this was the Mummy Returns. He's an Anx and a Moon, not an Eevee. He's not going to go in there for the save when there's big creepy things there. He values okay, his own yeah. life more. Yeah. Also, I'm physically body blocking him. So. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I love that you use Anx and a Moon know, as a reference know. and you knew the name exactly. <laughs> of course. You Bex has know, done all of archaeology. You know how I feel about the Mummy, right? Oh, I, I also <laughs> feel positively about the Mummy, but I would not have remembered Anx and a Moon. I'm going to not lie to you. I know the entire script of The Mummy off by heart, and I watch it, I would say, every other month, like clockwork. To be fair, I probably am not paying much attention to the words that are happening. (laughs) (laughs) 
But if you want to hear Bex recite the entire script of The Mummy uh, off by heart, please subscribe to our Patreon. <laughs> oh, and yes. once we hit the first stretch goal, that'll be a reward yeah. for sure. I will oh do my a God, one so person good. performance of the entirety of The Mummy. I would enjoy please, that we very much. That? <laughs> no prompt. You trying sure. to remember as much as possible of the script and just sure. reciting it <gasps> from memory. And if you forget, I don't want to notice that you've re- you're making it up. <laughs> Sure. Oh, oh I, at least I don't want you to so falter. Good. Just pure confidence the whole way through. Yeah, yeah. No, uh, no hesitations, repetitions. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So you could only say the word the mummy once. <laughs> yeah. There, I have to find synonym. I'll have like a thesaurus up. I'll find synonym. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The What's mother. The, the, mummy? Uh, the nurturing parental figure. The <laughs> anyway. The um, festering corpse. <laughs> <laughs> so glad we went on that little tangent. Uh, so yeah, if you want to hear me try to recite the mummy, uh, that would be a long Patreon episode. Yeah. But if you, if you want to hear me Double try time. and do it, Double or maybe time. maybe it's specifically that you guys each name like a scene or a bit of it, and I'll do that bit nope. rather than the I want whole the full thing, thing start to end. But you don't have to, you know, like do Jen? blow by blow scenes. Be like, then there's a fight scene. I'm a Highlight. busy person. <laughs> Well, our Patreons deserve these things. Okay. We actually don't even have a stretch goal set up, so we will set up well, that stretch goal. Let me just write a note down. This is, this is a promise right now. I'm trying to think if there's a film that I know off by heart, and I do not think there is. Well, every time we watch it, like online from a totally definitely legal source it never has subtitles for all the bits that are in ancient egyptian but i was just <laughs> provide the translations because i know them. <laughs> superb <laughs> okay anyway back to the inc- incredibly tense climax of our <laughs> a game that is not at yeah. all being interrupted by me talking about the mummy um that's like the most peak me thing <laughs> who is going next Helen, do you want to go for the mother and then we'll, I'll end with an attack on the father? Oh, that sounds like a good idea. So you've got the dad pinned down, right, Rupert? I knocked him over, but I'm not on top of him, unfortunately. Right, okay, so I can probably get past him, though. Oh, yeah, yeah, you can oh, get yeah, past yeah, him. Oh, yeah, yeah, Okay, I'm going to sort of conti- as basically continue my, my walk towards them. And as I turn into the kitchen and towards the mother, I say, I'm going to kill them all, Mama. Wow. Okay, go ahead and roll me a 3d6. Okay. Wow. One, a one, and a three. <laughs> not the best. Not the best <laughs> I've done this game. Okay, so you do weak, weak succeed finish. and cause fear, but you suffer a minor setback. Again, it's the last round, so your next rolls aren't um, necessarily that relevant, but go ahead and roll your fear die. You do still cause fear. It's a one, a one, a one. It's a one. Okay. She's like, fine, kill him. I don't care. <laughs> Fuck my children. They're all shit. I'm trapped in this loveless marriage and I'm just now realising I'd really like to be out of it. Particularly <laughs> fuck this man. <laughs> she, yeah. Take him, kill him. And that He's bitch, such a bad Janine. guy from Mummy 2. <laughs> <laughs> bad guy from Mummy 2. Yeah. God, you insult me. As a menempom. yep sounds right Uh she still stood there against the um against the counter kind of looking out into the corridor um at this giant dog pinning down her husband 
and she kind of looks down at this doll and you see that there's fear there but part of it is hardening into anger like threatening her family was less scary and more like something that is causing her to be like okay well I can't be scared for myself I've got to do something so she is going to spend her turn attempting countermeasures against the supernatural, which I think is going to involve uh, right now picking up the doll and like shoving it in maybe a drawer of the freezer. <laughs> Just somewhere where it's contained before she like moves to uh, try and help her husband or go and check on her kids, whatever it is that she's going to do. Uh, Sarah. Uh, I think that as the husband falls back, um, he can see illuminated from behind a pale blue light and as he turns he sees the remnant floating out of his bedroom head sort of cocked to the side and then they slowly just point at him as they float towards him well, that's very intimidating go ahead and roll me roll me your 3d6 I've been so lucky I got a 6 again wow nice okay so go yeah. ahead and roll me your fear die Six. Whoa. Nice. Nice. Nice, nice, nice. These dice must be loaded. <laughs> okay, so um, as he's kind of pushing himself um, back to try and uh, get away from the sharp teeth and slathering jaws of the hellhound that knocked him to the ground, he catches sight of this pale blue light and kind of tips his head back to look over his shoulder um, and sees the spectre just floating towards him. One hand, long fingers with the edges ill-defined and trailing um, spectral almost um, smoke from their ends just point at him and he whimpers. There's nowhere for him to go. He's not having a great time. <laughs> and as he as he lies there, just fear clutching at him, wondering if this is it, this is how he dies, this is how everything ends. The first rays of sunlight push their way through the windows, one side of the house. Dawn is here, the night is over. So as you all, with the approaching sun, are forced back into the shadows and the walls and the the resting inanimate state. Me just getting out the freezer's going, sorry, pardon me, excuse me, I'm still Sorry, it's awkward. This I've actually, I've, I've got a physical body. I can't. I, can't I was just thinking more about you as returning to your inanimate state. Right. Like I assumed in the daytime, uh. you become just a doll. You're unable to haunt during the day. <laughs> so let me tell you how you did. Ooh and uh, then we'll figure out what happens to this family. So each family member had uh, a certain amount of uh, resistance and we were playing on the moderate difficulty. I figured it was just the middle of the road. <laughs> not too easy, not too hard. So the daughter had 10 fear resistance and you caused a total of six fear. Oh, okay. The son had 15 fear resistance and you caused a total of 10 fear. Oh. The mother had 15 fear resistance and you caused a total of 12 fear. Oh. The father had 15 fear resistance and you caused a total of 13 oh, fear. Oh, come on. Come, come on. on. In the light of day, as this family exhausted, scared, pulled together, mother clinging to her children, even as her foot is still bleeding. The father moving around the house, checking that doors are locked and windows are locked and there's nothing in any of these rooms. Yet the 
idea that they, they'll remain, they'll stay in this house, but their picture-perfect image is cracking and their will to resist future hauntings seems like it will be much, much lower. It's a twofer. They're a twofer family, I think. Mm. Mm. Um, <laughs> we'll get some, them next time. <laughs> there are some epilogue questions here which we can use to finish the story to our satisfaction. So what happened to the family afterwards? So they, they are staying, but how long do you think they might last? Is this a, a matter of months, of years, or have you used a lot of your strength um, in showing yourself so much and so much haunting that you can't do do it sort of two nights in a row? Does it take a longer time? Who do you think is the first person to to crack? Yeah, I think I think as a doll, because I've got a corporeal body, it doesn't take as much energy for me to... The moving around takes a lot of energy, but the actual speaking and creeping and shit like that is not mm-hmm. so difficult. So I probably couldn't move around, but I could... You are, however, also easier to Yeah, get rid, get rid of. of. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> however, with those stories, I don't know if it's like a feature of a haunted doll thing in a game, but like in those stories, they always put them in the bin and then they end up turning they up like five minutes back. later. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So, you know, I'm not too worried about that. <laughs> but like I suspect I suspect she'd do lower key stuff so sort of like ending up in rooms she's not meant to be in turning her head very slightly you know stuff like that and who do you think would be affected by that the most probably the mum because like the daughter probably would never go anywhere near that fucking doll again oh never uh, the daughter probably puts all of her own toys in a box and never, never looks, never at, looks toys at them again, again yeah. either <laughs> Um, and probably the son as well would be a bit freaked out, but I think the mother would be the worst affected. Okay. What about the hellhound? He didn't do a very good job, did he, Rupert? <laughs> oh, oh, Rupert. Just too cute I feel, friendly. I feel like, you know, you know what, I feel like he tries spooking the tween a few times more, but the tween just keeps being like, you're cool. And so Rupert's just sort of taken to being like, I'll just, I will haunt the foot of your bed. <laughs> whilst I take a nap. Nice. I'm I'm kind of the the comparison I want to make here is um you know when they use dogs in film and they're supposed to be really angry but they have to CGI their tails because they're so pleased the they're doing a good job tail. pretending yeah. to be angry that their tails <laughs> wag. I feel like yeah. I feel like that's what you've got going. Yeah. So every so often he gives it a growl but his little tails wagging and uh, he's probably just started just appearing to the tween who um Yeah, who, who like, probably feeds him. Um, uh, yeah, I was gonna say he um, he thinks this is kind of cool. People at people at school think he's he's kind of cool because he's got all these stories about this haunted house. And the next question is about rumors that might start um, from this, and I'm I'm sure he's benefiting okay. from those as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think he he probably like the uh, he's a growing teenage boy. He can just constantly be taking food from the fridge. His parents were probably going to be slightly concerned when they start realizing that he's taking like raw sausages or like raw steak. Mm-hmm. But yeah, he probably starts feeding the hellhound so perhaps not the scariest uh no haunter in the house um what about the specter i think the remnant would just keep subtly chipping away at the husband by just not even appearing all that often but just like 
whispering, unsettling things in his ear. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Or kind of half you should kill in your a mirror family, and go past, but then there's nothing there. <laughs> okay, yeah. so so how long do you guys think that the parents last? How long does it take them until they move back to the city and face their marital problems? I, I reckon a month, honestly. <laughs> I, I'd give them a month because yeah. they could probably last so, it, but they're not going to like it. You know, mm-hmm. They want to get out as soon as they can. And what is a new rumour that begins spreading in town as a result of your haunting? Definitely has to do with Rupert. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't think we, we've been noted particularly as. Is the rumor I mean. just that the uh, the people living in the penthouse have uh, have like an illegal dog in there? Yeah, but like every time the landlord comes dog. over, he can't find any evidence of it. Yeah, yeah, That's, yeah. And it that. sets off a whole investigation into like illegal dog fighting rings, and <laughs> just none of it's real. <laughs> Maybe the rumor is also that even after they're gone, people are like right, there's still like a wild dog that lives up in that. Mm. They left it behind. Yeah. Aww. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Then finally, what happens to you guys once the family are gone? Once they're out, is it just more of the same until the next family move in? Are there any changes in your relationships and your state of being? I don't know. I think we ha- I think we hang out more often because we felt we were a good team. <laughs> you bonded. Yeah, we bonded <laughs> yeah. over it. We were like, oh, let's you yeah. know, let's have a have a weekly you know like dinner party or something. I've I think we probably also missed the tween. I think he played films. Just yeah, <laughs> like, oh, yeah. he all he did out. have the whole James Wan collection. It was nice to <laughs> see some more contemporary horrors. Um, you know, and we were we were watching him play games like a Let's Play. You know, it's just like mm-hmm. <laughs> well. You never know. Perhaps after university, when he's looking for his own place, he will be able to come back to a flat in Edinburgh that's being sold for absolutely nothing at all because no family can ever stay there. Well, maybe he's a student at Edinburgh University and he's done that. It becomes maybe a student housing. Yeah. <laughs> Just don't know. So in the end, despite your efforts, you are unable to scare away the family overnight. But soon enough, they'll be gone. And these walls and halls will be yours once more. Thank you very much for listening to Roll Plus Heart. And we'll see you guys again soon. Ooh. Bye. Bye. Ooh. <laughs> Play, Play with me, Mama. <laughs> <laughs> Did you know that the Chucky franchise was mostly after the 80s? (laughs) (laughs) The first one was actually called Child's Play, colloquially known as Chucky. (laughs) Someone opened Google. (laughs) That's really what put me off my stride during those last few rounds. (laughs) (laughs) Well played, everybody. What a world, what a world. You've been listening to Roll Plus Heart, and this was the second part of our game of Something Is Wrong With This House, a game by Anna Landon and Jonah Bauman. Bex Watson was your GM, and your players were Sarah Keep as the Remnant, Helen Gaffney as Little Susie, and me, Jen Blundell, as Rupert the Hellhound. Our theme music was composed by David Shaw, and it was mixed and mastered by Mark Anderson. You know the drill by now. If you want to support the show, we have a Patreon where from £1 a month, you can get access to exclusive audio content such as interviews, talkbacks, session zeros and one-shots. At higher tiers, you can also get access to exclusive stickers and prints. As mentioned, we do now have a new Patreon stretch goal where if we get to £50 British pounds per month, Bex is going to recite the entirety of The Mummy to us. Off by heart. So if that doesn't motivate you to join up, I don't know what will. 
We have some merch available directly from redbubble.com if you just search Roll Plus Heart. And if you do not have the money to support us, that is fine. You spend your money where you want. This is a free podcast for a reason. We just hope you're enjoying it. If you want to support the show in other ways, please tell a friend, tell your teacher, tell your mother, tell your brother, tell your lover. We do a bunch of other stuff between us. Sarah and I are on the actual Play Dungeons and Dragons podcast, Quest Fantastic. I do a film podcast called Jen and the Film Critic about the latest cinema releases. And Beck streams art and games on Twitch at Starling Dust. If you want to get in touch with us on social media, you can find the show at RollPlusHeart on Twitter. Sarah and Bex are also on a bunch of different social media at Penguin Panic and Starling Dust, respectively. I technically still have a Twitter account at Jen Blundell. And Helen has the key to your heart. Oh, She's not giving it back, though. Our next episode will be out on Wednesday, the 15th of February, when we will be playing a game of party planning in zero G. Yes, it's as wild as it sounds. Until then, remember to check under the bed before you go to sleep. You never know what's under there. Probably dust. It's probably dust. You need to clean that. Disgusting. Yeah, this is still recording. Hey, Jen, don't use this bit oh, as a post-credit no. where we just someone. I mean... <laughs> and sincerely cut all of this out, Jen, but... Again, Jen, do not leave this shit in. Again, Jen, cut this out. <laughs> I feel like we're just giving Jen ammunition to use against us. Oh, uh, you know what, actually, though? This will probably go to me first. I can just cut it out myself. <laughs> before yeah, it even true. gets to it's fine you, you can be the one that's developing a little file of well I've got blackmail on you <laughs> uh, I don't have the energy for that shit <laughs> I wonder if the um, I wonder if the post credits bit is just going to be a super cut of us all being like Jen cut this out Jen do not use this Jen cut this out Jen don't include that this Jen don't you dare Jen one day Jen will find Jen! you Jen Jen <laughs> Tragedy. 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 Traged